0: This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis Mickey Jr. Today is Wednesday, March twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. It is about twelve forty five in the afternoon here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Uh, for, uh, first things first. Tomorrow is the Feast of the Annunciation. Keep that in mind. Not a holy day of obligation, but a holy day nonetheless. Where, of course, uh, the angel gate. We celebrate the angel Gabriel coming to discuss with our Blessed Mother uh, the prospect of being the Mother of God. Can you imagine? Uh, what a what a conversation that must have been. And of course, uh, our Blessed Mother says yes and uh, re- remind you this, what the angel tells our Blessed Mother Mary when she wonders how this is going to come to be. The angel says, for nothing will be impossible for God. Right? For nothing will be impossible for God. So, the last few weeks, I've spent a lot of time discussing and promoting a devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I've been both, I've really been trying to uh, be a greater devotee to the devotion, spending more time in prayer to the Sacred Heart and in front of the image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus uh, the last few weeks I've discussed how to begin that devotion, uh, why to begin that devotion, and how to begin to spread the devotion, and then to enjoy all the great promises Jesus makes for those who practice the devotion and also work to be apostles of the Sacred Heart. So I want to begin with a quick story. So we actually, uh, you know, it's it's with this uh, pandemic, this COVID situation. I haven't seen my entire, you know, my, my family, my my siblings, um, with their children and everything. It was since the summer. We saw each other in the summer down the seashore. And uh, I've seen my family. I've seen my parents. I've seen uh, you know my brother. But collectively, as a family, we have not been together since this past summer. And so we had a chance to get together Saturday for my niece's uh, third birthday party. and And I just want to tell you, uh, because I've been promising, I haven't promised, I've been promoting the promises of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And one of the great promises for those devoted to the practice of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is peace in your family. Peace in your family. Peace in your family, peace in my family, peace in our families. So I I want <clears throat> I want to attest to what a powerful promise that is. Because on Saturday, uh it I, I it was such. I'm actually at a loss for words, but I mean, it was indescribable, indescribable peace amongst my family. It was so joyous, so enjoy, just so enjoyable. Uh, and, and I, in the midst of the day, I was conscientious of thanking the sacred heart of Jesus, um, more so in my soul than out loud, but I, I recognized the sacred heart of Jesus keeps his promises. Jesus keeps his promises and that promise of peace in, in my family was, uh, I, I felt such a great joy and peace. And I, and I have such a special family. And I even said <clears throat> to my brother, somebody had asked me recently about my upbringing and it was not, you know, not being, uh, overly curious, more just part of the conversation. And, and I just, I just looked at my, my acquaintance and I said, storybook, storybook. I had a storybook. Uh, youth, so and upbringing, so uh, what a what a family I have, and that's a blessing from Jesus Himself. But I urge you that, and and I and I testify that what a special promise that is, and I hope that if you have not yet begun a devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, if you have not yet begun the devotion, begin it, and if you've not yet told somebody about, it, well, by the way, once you begin it, you're gonna be so happy and you're gonna experience all the blessings, you're gonna have no problem telling people about it. That's going to happen very naturally. So uh, moving into the specifics of today's message. Uh, and I just even had, I just had Relevant Radio on, which is a great radio station. Now, we get it here in the Philadelphia area at 6.40 a.m. It's a nationally syndicated Catholic radio station. I really enjoy uh, listening to uh, Patrick Madrid's show uh, when I get the opportunity, I, I find myself—he's a great apologetic, uh, which basically means he's explaining the Catholic faith in in such a great way that he backs it up with Scripture and and uh, and just his his knowledge is it's um, it's it's to be a, it's to be astonished. Quite frankly, his knowledge is astonishing. So a caller called in, and, and I deal with, you know, we just, we all do. We all get people coming at us with different issues or problems, and they want advice. They want, you know, uh, help with this or that. And, and I don't mean help like, you know, th- what they mean is but they want advice, right? H- what should I do about this situation? So a caller called in, and it had me thinking about and she was presenting an issue to Patrick Madrid, and he handled it very, very well, as he always does. And, and it had me thinking about uh, the times in my life where people approached me with their, their issues, their problems, their challenges, and they come to me, and you know, and I'm, you you get it too. And everybody and I bring my, you know, my uh, whatever thing I've going on, I'll bring it to somebody. And say, well, how do you handle this situation? What do you do about this? Sure, we all do it, right? It's human nature. So, uh, basically, when people come to me with with a, with an issue or problem or challenge, um, I've gotten in the good habit of well, I always listen, right? I I, I think uh, God has blessed me to be empathetic for the most part, and. People present me that that issue and I've gotten in the habit now of of, rather than just giving an answer, I follow it up with a question. Like when they say, well, you know, this is going on in my life. How do I I deal with this? What do I say to this? What do I do? The first question I ask them is this now. What daily devotions are you saying? It's the first question I ask. What daily devotions are you saying? And I also... Uh, we'll also ask the same the, the question of the same nature, how much time per day are you spending in prayer? How much time per day are you spending in prayer? Now, when I ask that person, whomever that may be, what devotions do you say, what daily devotions do you say? And we're having an honest conversation and they and they honestly make, well, you know, I don't, what do you, or they say, well, even worse, they say, well, what do you mean? Or they say, uh, I don't really have any specific devotions I just uh or say how much time do you pray, spend, spend in prayer so I uh, you know I uh you know I don't really know maybe sometimes a few minutes here i don't I'm pretty busy I don't really get a chance to pray every day if if I get an answer like that, I've great news for the person. I really do Problem solved the problem solved right there we just we just figured it out. start praying start praying. When I ask someone what daily devotions are they saying, almost always. It's really sometimes people do have, but many times, I'm gonna tell you, most people don't spend enough time in prayer. That's that's the reality. Most people do not spend enough time in prayer. And when someone so when someone asks me, if most times they don't they don't have a good answer for that. So then that's why I say, Well, that's that's where we need to start. They say, Well, well, okay, but what about what about the problem I'm at? I just answered it for you. I'm being nice. I'm being, but I'm being respectful. I'm being, you know, take Jesus at His word. Our Lord promises such great graces if we practice different devotions that He's given to us. I've talked so much about the Sacred Heart over the last few weeks, the Chapel of the Divine Mercy, the prayer Jesus taught in the 1930s to Saint Faustine in Poland to teach to all of us. Jesus made great promises. If you say that prayer, if I say that prayer now. If you can say it daily, say it daily, right? But you, you, th- those problems will become, I'm not saying that, 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 that there's not things that you need to do or things that need to be said, but that has to be the start. Prayer first. Lead with prayer. Remember what Jesus says at the last start. We can't do anything without him. So we have to involve him into our lives or we're never going to have any success in, in, in accomplishing uh, whatever it is we need to accomplish. So my point very simply is that now let me, I'll back it up with, with my own personal situation, right? So I've been on a faith journey. We've all on a faith journey, whether we realize it or not. Uh, but I would say that from December of 2011 till February of 2012, that was uh, a major, major conversion in my life where Jesus took me to a whole new level. And because that's where he wanted me to go. And it, it really was all about divine mercy the dire divine mercy, practicing the chapel of the divine mercy. And then our Lord led me to begin practicing the Holy Rosary, which is the Blessed Mother actually did uh, encourage those, to, those of us to say that the Holy Rosary and our Blessed Mother makes tremendous promises regarding the Holy Rosary. So when someone presents that, that, you know, I, I'm having these problems, i have this. So what do you, do you say that? Do you say the How often uh, per week do you say the Holy Rosary? They say, I don't. Well say, well, there we go. Right. That's a problem. That's the problem. I'm not trying to sound judgmental, but if I, have, if I have the answer to your problem, just it's not what I'm saying, it's what Jesus says. Right? That's the habit we always have to get into. When someone says X, Y, or Z, we have to say, well, what did Jesus say about X, Y, or Z? What did Jesus say about how to solve problems? Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously, and all things will be given to you besides. What's that mean? Pray more. right? Pray first. Pray more. Seek God first. So that has to be our first, that has to be the very first thing we do is lead with prayer. And there's been times in my life among, along this journey that I haven't done that. And that's what I want to focus on right now is, see, I would say, uh, how to keep this real simple. All right, so my wife ran for office last year. She ran for state representative and I was her campaign manager. And it was demanding. Uh, for her, for myself, for, for really our families, it was a very demanding process. And she performed very, very well. Uh, let me focus on what I want to focus on. The point I'm trying to make is that as her campaign manager, I began to truly, I didn't realize it quite at the time, but I really neglected my prayer life because I justified my actions as being and they were righteous. It was a righteous mission she was on. But I would justify every action that I would say, well, this is so important. I, I don't have time for prayer. I'm going to have to do this, and this is going to have My action will be like a prayer, which is a good thing in many ways. Jesus talks about that in the Diary of My Mercy, that you know, faith through action and, and having a, uh, a humble, um, pure spirit and doing things being obedient to God's will. That's really the ultimate prayer, saying yes to God. But I was fooling myself by, by, by neglecting my prayer life and putting it really on the back burner. And that is exactly when I have to look at it truthfully. And that this was recent, very recent. I mean, she ran for office in 2020, right? So, and prior to that, um, in the year of 2019, I spent a lot of time in training uh for the mission that Jesus has me on. Yes, right now, but where I believe he's taking me later in life. And that mission and that training was critical. But I also, during that training, guess what else I did? I neglected a lot of my prayer life. So in 2019 and 2020, I probably prayed the least I did over those, those years of the conversion where I talked about from 20, beginning really at December of 2011 through 2012. If I look at the time I spent in 2019 in prayer and prayer in 2020, they were the least amount of times I spent in prayer. And what I'm trying to say very simply is that after the election, when I was beginning to kind of had a chance to, to spend more time with Jesus in prayer, and I have been over the last few months, I have realized so much what I was missing. All of that joy, and what I mean is, so many times I felt like I was running around like, as they say, a chicken with your head cut off. Right, you're running around like crazy, and so stressed, and you're not, you know, you're not sleeping enough, and you're working so hard, and you're just, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do everything I can, and I did. But what I forgot to do was prioritize Jesus, and what I, now, in other words, if I had taken Jesus at His word. In a better way and trusted him more. I would have spent more time in prayer because, and you know I, what, what a friend said to me recently was, and I was talking to him about this and I'm, I am seeing so many more answered prayers over the last few months and so much more joy, so much more peace. And I'm not so, uh, uh you know, running around my you know, with running around with a chick, like a chicken, my head cut off because I'm spending more time in prayer. And I I was telling my friend this, we were were having a conversation and he said to me, you know, I have to trust prayer more. I have to trust prayer more. And that's really what it is. If we trust Jesus, if we believe what he's saying, if we take our Lord at his word and he says, if you practice this devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, he's gonna bestow these promises upon you. We have to just, it's not whether I need to analyze it or just do it, right? If, if Jesus, if, if our Blessed Mother said, pray the Holy Rosary and I will pour these graces upon you. I will obtain the most abundant divine mercies from God. That's what our Blessed Mother says. We need to stop questioning and start doing it. And the rest of the things take care. Jesus will get, and the, all, almost always the main objection is time. Why am I going to find the time? But I can also attest to, if we prioritize the prayer Things work out more smoothly where we end up getting more time in the day to say those prayers. Like always have to look at net gains and you end up getting more time in the end that you invested. Like it's an investment. And if we trust Jesus, we make that investment into prayer. Now in the past, I do believe I've asked this question before, but I'm going to ask you again. According to the Diary of Divine Mercy, where Jesus appears to St. Faustina from 1925 to 1938 in Poland, Fully approved by the church. Everything Jesus says runs in harmony with sacred scripture. Uh, the, the message is for all of us. And it's a life-changing message. With the emphasis on God's goodness, his mercy, his omnipotence, right? His power. Jesus actually says in this. It's like having inside information. If you've never read the diary, you, ha- you have to read it. And as I've said to my friends, you know, you can read through the diary. Just you can find what you don't have to read it like a book. You can you can look for the bold, the, the bold font. And that's what Jesus said, and you can kind of work around that, and you're you're, you're just you're getting inside information from our Lord. So Jesus actually says, he says, on uh, this one, I ask you, do you remember? Do you recall? If you've, if you've never heard it, do you know what Jesus says are the two greatest obstacles to holiness? What are the two, according to what Jesus says? What are the two greatest obstacles to holiness? Jesus said the two greatest obstacles to holiness are discouragement and exaggerated anxiety. Discouragement and exaggerated anxiety. Discouragement, giving up, right? It's just, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving up, right? That's discouragement, exaggerated anxiety. Our minds start running away from us, right? About about whatever, maybe our daily tasks, whatever. I, you know, I, I have no idea. But the point is, is those are the obstacles. Our Lord tells us, Those are the obstacles. And so the question becomes, what's the solution, right? What's the solution to overcome those obstacles? The answer is very simple. It's God's grace. It's the the remedy is by trusting Jesus Christ more, by having more trust in his mercy. How do we obtain that trust? Through more prayer. Right in the, in the miraculous infant Jesus devotion, remember that great promise that the miraculous infant Jesus makes. The miraculous infant Jesus states, the more you honor me, the more I will bless you. In the diary of my mercy, Jesus says, the more you trust, the more you will receive. The more a soul trusts, the more it will receive. Well, how do we obtain that trust, that grace, is by spending more time in prayer. So see, to overcome the two greatest obstacles to holiness, discouragement, and exaggerated anxiety is what? More time in prayer, more time in prayer. So, uh, and, and I want to I want to make sure I do emphasize this. So I, I'm in a men's group. It's called That Man Is You. If you're, uh, it's it's a it's it's really picking up steam through through uh, the United States of America. It's been around for 20 years, but uh, it started in Texas. The founder's name is Steve Bowman. Um, it's it's really a, it's been a very fruitful experience. This this men's group, um, you call it a men's leadership group. It's it's kind of like a men's prayer group, men's leadership group, but. Uh, it's it's a Catholic group started out of uh, I think it was Saint C- Saint Cecilia's in, in Houston, Texas, and and uh, a friend, uh, a gentleman in our parish, uh, brought it to our parish, and it's and it's been it's been a real blessing. So where I'm, and his name is Jeff Manto. He's he's a neighbor, a friend, and he's he's really he's uh, honestly has great leadership skills. So he's done a great job of bringing this men's group to our to our parish. So, my point is, but in this in this group, the the founder talks about really if if we're going to take our goal should be to spend two and a half hours per day in prayer. Why two and a half hours? Because that's ten percent of our day, right? So, I've I've been saying for for weeks, if not months, well, if we're going to get to two and a half hours, we have to first get to a half hour, and then once we get to a half hour, then we have to get to an hour, and hopefully then we can work up to somewhere in the range of two hours, right? That would be a, that would be amazing. So I I I leave I leave you with this. If if you are not, or if I'm not, spending at least two hours a day in prayer, at least two hours per day in prayer, right? Not necessarily, you know, a two-hour window at one time, but throughout the day. If we're not spending at least two hours a day in prayer, we would be wise to understand the direct correlation. More prayer more happiness, more prayer, more happiness. You know, if I tell you, if I say to you, right, if I come to you and I say to you, you know, I'm so, I'm so dehydrated. I'm so thirsty. And you say to me, well, how much water did you drink today? So I I didn't really drink any. Boom. Problem solved, right? Drink the water. Right? That's the whole point. So when next time someone comes to you with a challenge or an issue, or you think to yourself, I have a challenge, I have an issue, whatever's going on. Ask yourself or ask whomever you're speaking with, rather than just try to address the problem up front. I challenge you to begin with this question. What devotions are you saying every day? And how much time are you spending in prayer? Because I assure you, there is a direct correlation with more prayer and more happiness. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Thank you for listening and supporting and sharing the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.